Hi friends, welcome to True Crime Talk with Kenzie. TCT is a podcast designed for all my fellow true crime junkies. I have so many exciting and interesting topics planned for the future. Some subjects you can look forward to include serial killers, pro and anti topics, my favorite true crime documentaries, and so much more. You can find this podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts by searching True Crime Talk with Kenzie. Feel free to follow our Instagram account for updates and news at True Crime Talk with Kenzie. Grab a snack and a drink and get comfy. You're in for a treat. Warning, the following content contains elements that may be unsuitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello everyone, before I start, I just want to put out there that this is the very first episode of True Crime Talk, so it may be a little choppy. Bear with me while I figure out all the ins and outs of obtaining this podcast. Because this is the very first episode, I want to tell you guys a little bit about myself. I am a college student majoring in criminology and criminal justice with a minor in psychology. I've had a profound love for true crime ever since my early middle school years, which has led me to pursuing my dream career of being a criminal psychologist. Talking about true crime is something I do very frequently, but mostly just to myself in my very own head. If you didn't know, not many people enjoy talking about serial killers for fun, which is why I'm here today. For episode one, we will be talking about sexualization of killers, victim dismissal, and the pro and anti-gun control argument. One of the first people you think of when someone brings up serial killers might be Ted Bundy. Many of you think about how heinous and vicious his crimes were, but a lot of people go straight towards his appearance. Usually people think killers have a certain look. Creepy, older men that are heavier set with jacked up teeth or big circular glasses. But Ted was a handsome young law student. Back in 1979 during Bundy's trials, women would show up to court because they thought he was dreamy and there was no way someone that looked like him was capable of such horrendous crimes, which we now know is very untrue. Those charming qualities are what his victims fell for. You can't help but think about Janice Ott, Karen Campbell, and all of Bundy's other victims, how they thought he was just another attractive guy looking for help. Though Netflix does an amazing job at recounting Ted's crime spree, extremely wicked, shockingly vile and evil, adds on to the sexualization of the serial killer. Zac Efron, an American heartthrob since he starred in High School Musical, was casted as Ted Bundy. Victims' families speak out on how they just want this nightmare to be over. Rightfully so. They don't want another reminder of the horror Ted brought into their lives. This also applies to Richard Ramirez, aka the Night Stalker. Much like Bundy, Ramirez held crowds of women at his trial as well. In recent times, especially on TikTok, women have been fighting to save Eric Menendez, who was convicted of murdering his mother and father with his brother Lyle. Eric and Lyle testified to being molested by their father, which made people believe they didn't deserve the sentence they received back in 1996. ABC 2020 released an episode in April of 2021 addressing what is being called the Menendez movement. ABC Correspondents interviewed Lyle on his newfound fame on TikTok. Once again, I believe all of this attention is being pulled towards these despicable human beings, and not the victims. That leads me to my next point being victim dismissal. In most cases, you don't know the identity of the victims, just of the people who committed the crime. When I bring up this topic, my main point of conversation would be the O.J. Simpson case. First, do you realize that people don't call it the Nicole Brown Simpson case? The national media never reported it as that. Ever since 1995, people referred to this murder trial as the O.J. Simpson case. 
One question that begs an answer would be, did you know Nicole wasn't the only person killed? Ronald Goldman, who was 25 years old and a friend of Nicole's, was killed alongside her. He was there delivering glasses that Nicole's mother left at the restaurant he worked at. These are the exact circumstances I'm talking about. Not only this case, but many of the serial killing cases in the United States. Until recently, I didn't know the names of the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer, one of the most prolific serial killers in United States history. I had watched so many documentaries about him, but never knew the identities of his victims. This doesn't just apply with Jeffrey or OJ, but multiple handfuls of other cases. There was a docu-series I had watched on Hulu called Active Shooter, and one of those episodes covered the Aurora movie theater shooting in Colorado back in 2012. Karen and Tom Tevis, parents of victim Alex Tevis, were interviewed by a news station. Karen said something along the lines of, I want people to remember my son, not the man that caused this mess. And that quote speaks to me day in and day out. Personally, I wish there were more documentaries about the lives of the victims, talking less about the killer's earlier life and more about the victims and the people they were. I know this may seem hypocritical because in this podcast, I'll be covering multiple killers, but I'm hoping that more news stations as well as huge media outlets go the extra mile of honoring the victims rather than constantly talking about the perpetrators. I am adding the pro and anti-gun control topic into this because I feel like it goes along with the aftermath of mass shootings, which I had talked about with the shooting in Aurora. But before I begin talking about the pro slash anti-gun control argument, I want to say that this is just my opinion, and you do not have to agree with me. I am going to steer this away from being a political conversation as best as I can due to the fact that I, myself, hate talking about politics. Those who are pro-gun control believe that the United States should eliminate or reduce the limits and regulations on the sale and use of firearms. Those who are anti-gun control believe that there should be measures to limit or strictly control the use and sale of firearms. One of the most common misconceptions would be that eliminating all guns in the U.S. would work, but the truth is, it wouldn't. The Gun Control Act of 1968 and the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act in 1993 created nationwide requirements that were supposed to make it more difficult to obtain a firearm. Under the Gun Control Act, a federally licensed importer, manufacturer, dealer, or collector cannot sell or deliver any rifle, shotgun, or ammunition to any individual less than 18 years of age, nor any handgun or ammunition to any individual less than 21 years of age. The Brady Law imposed a waiting period of five days before a licensed importer, manufacturer, or dealer can sell, deliver, or transfer a handgun to an unlicensed individual. The waiting period would only apply in states without the conduction of background checks on handgun purchasers. But this federal legislation has been in place for decades, yet there is still problem after problem with guns in our country. In 2016, a study was completed by the Bureau of Justice Statistics examining how prison inmates obtained the firearms they had used during their crime, and only 10.1 obtained their firearms through a retail source. Criminals have mainly obtained their guns by illegal underground sales, taken or given to by family members, as gifts, purchased by another individual for them, theft from their criminals, and or from the scene of the crime. This is why background checks don't affect these criminals, but instead law-abiding citizens. Think about it in these scenarios made by the NRAILA. 
A person with no criminal history walks into a store to buy a gun they'll use to commit a crime. A background check most likely won't stop them. A drug addict lies about their addiction on a federal background check form. Although this individual is committing a federal crime, a background check most likely won't stop them. A person with serious mental health issues but no history of treatment or institutionalization goes to buy a gun. A background check most likely won't stop them. For another example, think about California, who has had background checks in place for decades. From 1981 to 2000, background checks before buying a firearm legally had no impact on murder rates. It stayed the exact same. Listen to these other proven facts for further understanding. New York and Chicago have the strictest gun laws, yet they suffer from the highest violent crime rates. Shootings and homicide rates in Chicago flew to 50% in 2020, which led the city to record the highest number of gun-related murders on record. Also in 2020, homicides increased by 41% and shootings increased to 95% in New York City. Studies show that murder rates tend to rise when law-abiding citizens are unable to own and carry firearms for self-defense. I had written this after seeing a TikTok of a 19-year-old being asked about gun control after the tragic school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Quote, I am not the type of person to speak out on things like this, but banning guns will do nothing. As this man said, there are more guns than people in the United States. Attempting to ban guns would be like the current war on drugs. Cocaine, heroin, even marijuana is illegal, but you still see thousands of people using every day. If we were to ban assault rifles or guns as a whole, people would start manufacturing their own weapons, which would be even more dangerous. The shooting in Uvalde or any other mass shooting in the United States should not be about your political status. It should be about the 21 people, 19 of them being children, whose lives were taken from them. There needs to be a change, but that change does not include taking away the Second Amendment right of the people. Before you speak on issues you cannot fathom, please do your research. And that's how I'm going to end my rant on this topic. Do your research. Don't be one-sided and look at just a Republican standpoint or just a Democrat standpoint. Look at the proven facts. That is it for this episode of True Crime Talk with Kenzie. If you are on YouTube, be sure to give this video a thumbs up and subscribe for more content. If you are on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, follow and or like this page. Just another reminder that TCT has an Instagram account that will post news and updates about the upcoming podcast episodes. Don't be shy to comment or reach out by direct message on Instagram if you have a recommendation of a case or constructive criticism. I want this to be a fun podcast that my viewers are entertained by and learn something from, so everything you say matters. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there.